0: style wait shit <laughs> that's the real one uh opa gundam style welcome to a new episode of wow cool robot uh i am your i am one of the hosts dan i use he him they them pronouns uh i am max i use he, him pronouns
1: i'm Yuria. she her we are getting close to the end of this series oh my goodness
2: and just in time for the holidays. Well, no, we're actually going past the holidays by the time we get to the end. Never mind.
1: Yeah, it's 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 around the new year is when we'll be finishing this. And like January sometime is when it all is going to end. But this is the penultimate, like, show discussion episode. Well, this is a penultimate show watching episode because I reckon we're going to discuss the show on the wrap-up episode. <laughs> One can only hope. <laughs> um... But it's coming down to the wire. This is what happened. This is kind of what I thought, where we are getting these episodes of, like, you know, the quarterfinals and semifinals. And we're getting episodes that focus not
0: on the main boys, which is, honestly, I quite like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, the the stakes are building up. Uh, I'm excited to see where this ends. Yeah, like, <laughs> will
1: Say ever get to see his father before this ends? Who knows? Uh-huh.
0: Ah, classic anime
2: dad trope. Well, he's just to...
1: hanging out. Yeah, I mean, he is there. Is this thing? We actually see him quite a bit more now. He's there. He's he went. He took C to the Gundam Hague, and he's going to fly back in time to watch his son compete in the finals, presumably. Um, but we got some very cool episodes to discuss today. So, what say we kick this off, Dan? I believe you have nineteen.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. Episode 19, Astray's Blade. We open with Niels Nielsen's gun club battle that he won in the semifinals. He's, he was easily able to defeat his opponent, opponent, but an important thing to note is that his blade renders firearms useless. After the match, he is met by Chairman Mushita's assistant. She offers a PTSE sponsorship, which Niels sees as an opportunity to gain more intelligence on Klavsky particles. However, she not-so-subtly explains that the only way he can get the intel is if he beats Sei and Reiji in the quarterfinals. On his way out, Niels comes to the revelation that either Sei or Reiji knows more about Plavsky Particles. When he returns, he finds Caroline Yajima in his room, who has declared him her boyfriend. That night, Niels meets with the build bros in a park to ask if either can tell him about Plavsky Particles and in exchange, he offers to withdraw from the tournament. The boys don't know that much about Plastic Particles, but are nonetheless incensed by the offer, and uh, will only agree to help him after they fairly beat him. The next day, we get the big match. Build Strike and Son Goku astray battle atop a Japanese castle in the Red Skies of Night. The only way out is through melee combat. Uh, uh, uh Niels uses, uh, a... Uh, Chinese martial arts style despite his, uh, uh Japanese seeming, a- and after a certain point, both sides break their arms off and are given a short amount of time to repair them. Although pressed for time, Sei is able to give Build Strike the advantage it needs to win by coating its punching arm in instant glue. A big punches ensue, and our heroes win again. After the battle, Neil realizes that he has been caught up in the thrill of the gunful battle, and while he does still want to find the truth behind plastic particles, he decides he will only battle as a hobby.
1: Yeah. One thing that I think I've kind of honed in on in regard to this show is that they need to make a gun plot like the Silver Bullet suppressor that just has like extra arms stored onto it. Uh huh. Because this is a little this is a little bit ridiculous. How many arms has this stupid Gundam broken so far? Like <laughs> yeah like Gundam- just.
2: Needs as many arms as it has shields, so obviously the Thunderbolt needs four extra arms.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I, so, I'm, let me see if I can find a good photo of this. In Narrative Gundam, there is a, um, a suit called the Silver Bullet Suppressor that's, like, you know, it's, like, a pretty souped-up ace suit. But the weapon it uses is not designed for it. It's like a beam magnum that literally breaks the arm of whatever fires it. So instead of reinforcing its arm, it just has a backpack that has four extra arms on it. Incredible. So it can fire. It can fire the gun five times total because it has those four extra arms, including the one it comes with. I think the star build should have had this thing.
0: Uh huh. I think honestly, I it would be fun if uh, that that was a sort of strategy for uh. Quick of repair. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I mean, clearly, like, clearly they have just, like, spare parts in their briefcase or whatever, and they're able to affix a new arm to it real quick. But, like, it's so funny how often, like, every, every fight, some limb gets just completely blown off and shattered. They can write off those losses. It's fine. It's fine. You know, you know it does make a little sense that you, they should have, like, a
2: bag full of spare arms you can just buy at the store. I mean, you can get... Full packages of high grade hands, at least. So
1: right, yeah, that is mm. true. It, I legit, just like the Nintendo Switch game, it's it arms. Uh, so this one starts out. We see a Virtue Gundam fighting Nils, and we get some we get some wild lore about beam frequencies and acceleration uh-huh. coatings, which. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this just comes out of nowhere and I think they just really wanted a very technical explanation on how Nils can
0: cut a beam apart. I don't think you need one. Uh, it's like the short version is like uh, the uh, the beams come in certain wavelengths and if you can like match that wavelength, you're basically immune to it. It's like it's like fucking Ikaruga where you switch your polarity
1: between like white and black. Uh-huh. Uh, to dodge the bullets. But with this, it's just like, tune your tune your Metal Gear Solid radio frequency to your opponent's beam frequency, and that allows you to cut through it somehow. But the entire show's core concept is that Plavsky particles just let you do anything. So I feel like the much simpler explanation is just, oh, yeah, he can code his blade with Plavsky particles to cut through beams. Oh, look at that. Pro- that's a much simpler explanation and doesn't require, like, beam math.
2: God, Niels would be, like, a prodigy at
1: Bull Hills 2, wouldn't he? Oh, oh absolutely. He, I, I know he plays Toho.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's absolutely you... on that lunatic mode.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: He U- got N- up N- to clown Owen...
1: pieces, were so like, oh, where's the challenge? You and Owen was him. Uh... Shit. Oh, no. <laughs> we figured it out. So, uh we the, the boys are all excited to battle him and nil's kind of he 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 beats the virtue gundam of course obviously and he, he gets approached by baker as he's walking away and he planned this he's kind of like smirks to himself when she comes up and says she wants to talk to him uh and she takes him to the office where Masha usually hangs out and she tells him that ppsc can be his personal sponsor um and they don't really ask anything in return she, she just says we want to spread gunpla further and we'd ask nothing in return and uh Nils thinks this is just like a very kind of too good to be true, but also according to his plan somehow. Uh, and he's like, "Well, it's good that you're not really offering anything because I don't need anything because my astray is perfect as it is." It's like they they both think they're one upping one another. Uh huh. It's very shrewd business practices going on right now.
0: I'm not uh, on. You are
1: exactly. Uh, the only thing he does ask is that he wants a tour of the factory because obviously you know he wants to find out what plasky particles are. Uh. And Baker says, well, uh, that place is off limits. But hey, if you win, uh, I'll, I'll take you to there uh, if you can like get to the semifinals. So obviously, Nils understands, oh, you know they probably want Sane Reiji out of the tournament. And Baker's thinking, "Ah, oh, cool, he can defeat them. And then we can just like, say, actually, fuck you, I lied. My fingers are crossed behind my back. You're not going to go to the, the factories, to place off limits. So it's just it's just deception all around. It's fucking social stealth up in here.
0: hmm Uh so he's like thinking about this mm-hmm. and he's like going back to his room and someone's in there. So naturally, uh being a ninja like boy, uh he uh he he apprehends them but then finds out, oh, it's Caroline Yajima. Uh, yeah, you know that's
2: a fair response to her just kind of reaching
1: up in the dark. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, he. I think he's in the right to like judo throw her basically, uh-huh. uh, and she's fine and she brushes it off and she she goes on about how he's her boyfriend and he's all blushing and freaking out and it's you know, it's it's fine. It's cute enough. It's not like shoving it down your throat like most other shows would. So it's you know this one's fine to me, I guess. Uh, uh-huh we cut from there to Kirara and Fellini, another wonderful couple. Uh, they're talking about how Nils, like, hasn't shown his true power in the tournament. Um, and Kirara asks, hey, who do you think's gonna win? And Fellini's like, huh, isn't it obvious? Whoever's feelings are strongest are gonna win the next match. Mm. So Fellini
0: has no idea who's gonna win. (laughs) Of course. Uh, uh, I, I love Nils meeting with Say and Reiji. (laughs) In, like, a park. Something the, just uh, feels... Under the fucking... The, the single, like, l- light illuminating him in that cone. Uh-huh. Just... They can't do a shady alley, so a shady park is what they're gonna have to do. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, Reiji was already here, probably, to meet with Isla anyway, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> they were already in the area. Uh, he he kind of proposes to them, saying, Hey, do you know what a Plavsky is? Uh, and he basically says, if either of you tell me, I'm going to drop out and I'll let you win. And he he goes on, he explains that he only really entered the tournament to find out what Platsky particles are in the first place. He doesn't really care if he wins or loses. He's like, oh, this is just a mere battle of toys. And then we see Say, who does like the fucking Arthur angry fist. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> say is the one I'm about to throw it out this time. Yeah. I mean, if you say Gunpla are merely toys, Say is going to fucking clock
0: you across the face. How dare yeah. you? the horrific thing to say. Uh-huh. Uh I I mean it's uh it's it's like the whole bit of like uh friendship makes me st- Did you just say friendship stru- sucks but with just gunpla just toys? <laughs> yeah. Gunpla's my f- gun I have the
1: power of gunpla and anime on my side. Uh Reiji is obviously also gets pissed too because he doesn't care as much about the gun club, but he cares more about the battling. And he says, if you want something, you got to win it yourself. And, you know, he says that if you win, we'll do whatever you say, which is kind of a strange conclusion to come to, because he's just kind of asking if they know anything about the fucking pin particles. But alas, we we cut the next day to the battle. The field is this is just like the fucking this is where you fight Genichiro in Sekiro, but the sky is like Bloodborne Blood Moon instead.
2: According to the wiki, this is a the very strongly resembles to Gundam Castle from Mobile Suit G- SD Gundam Mark III.
0: Really, I I mean, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, show, I,
1: there's so much references to it.
0: Yeah, I kind of figured it'd be like a uh, a set from like an actual Gundam show, but I wasn't sure which one.
2: Apparently, mm-hmm. the uh,
0: this is where a lot of the Sengoku
1: like style SDs come from originally. I love all those cool Sengoku Gundams. Of just like fan fictioning your way through three kingdoms, but they're Gundams this time is just uh-huh. an incredibly cool concept to me. I think I have like two of them. One turns into like a dinosaur. I don't remember which Gundam it's based on, but I think the other one I have is a wing. Hard to say, because they're so, you know, squashed and scrunkled. Uh but they're they're battling, of course. We see uh, Nils is, like, standing on top of the castle, arms crossed. And when the boys, like, try and shoot the beam at him, uh, the the shoulder armor comes off and grabs the swords and cuts the beam in half. And then immediately, just boom, I've cut all of your equipment off. <laughs> Once again, it's a battle of fists.
2: Swords versus fists. What could possibly go wrong?
1: I really think that the boys have to start finding ways to reinforce their equipment. I understand that, like, I mean, honestly, first of all, I wouldn't have even brought the shield in the first place. Like, if I'm say I'm realizing, oh, Niels doesn't use beams, so what's the point of using the shield that is easily destroyed if there's no beams attacking it? Like, that's just one extra thing he has to like repair or rebuild. Very foolish.
0: He thought he fr- thought he could probably deflect the sword with the sh- with the shield, of course. It's not
2: steel. No. <laughs>
0: Nils, I stayed up all night playing Dark Souls. My parry game is on
1: another level. <laughs> um, d- d- of cool. course, this
2: is Dark Souls Three parrying.
1: Oh, I never, I never could do it. I can't parry in Dark Souls to save my life. Not Elden Ring either. It's that delay to when you're like you press the button and then your character kind of swings the shield out. Bloodborne and Sekiro though, I can parry. Like no one's business in those games. Cause it's just like boop, it happens when you press it. Like I can't that little delay is what completely throws me off to it. But in a more ideal world, why parry when you can simply dodge an attack? Right. Oh, you're gonna cut me. I'm gonna use my Gundam's iframes to roll through it. It's fine. Just don't get hit. Just it's simple it's my choice to not get hit. Um so you know, they take the backpack off, they they activate RG right away, uh Nils is swinging his sword fast as hell the boys are just going to try and punch him to win Um, and Nils, he activates his shield I'm surprised he doesn't actually use this as a shield, it's that kind of like Oni face on the back because in the actual gunpla of it, it's a shield like you can pop it off and like he can hold it as if it is a shield, but he never uses it as a shield, at least he hasn't yet in the show, it just kind of like the eyes light up and it belches fire and he's able to like kind of, you know, retreat using that and like Go back in. And somehow <laughs> all of the uh the, the talk about fucking particle bands numbers comes to fruition here when I guess Reiji is able to punch Nils's sword with the same beam-cutting frequency he uses, which is just what causes the swords to completely shatter. Alright. I believe it. This is this is true and real. This happens. <laughs> uh and Nils uses his secret technique, which I forgot I didn't write down what it was called in Japanese, but the translation is particle fajin. Um and they they talk about and like you mentioned in the summary, Dan, they talk about how it's a Chinese name, um, for like a Japanese themed suit. But basically <laughs> it's it's
0: what if Plavsky particles were key? Uh-huh. Just uh just do some classic martial arts moves. I'm pretty it, sure this is
2: just a, a fist of the North star
1: technique. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I this it's such a kind you know, well-known concept in, in just Eastern martial arts in general, like the, all the, the key manipulation. And first of all, I really like how it's just like, it's palm strikes with the astray is using, because again, so much of it, it's not how you strike. It's how like the key flows into your opponent and that's what hurts them. Um, Because, like, he, he, after, like, one strike of this with his palm, like, the, uh... As mentioned, the Starbuild's arm just completely explodes into a million pieces. Uh, But also, Nil's arm also breaks off. uh, Because the build knuckle can just do that. And honestly, I really thought that Build Fighter's try was going to be the really heavy martial arts one. Because I know that's just, like, the burning Gundam again. But I guess Starbuild just really likes to punch things, huh? It makes for yeah. a good climax. Like you're all out of range of weapons, just deck your opponent. They should have rocket fists. I oh, want that. I want I a want rocket like punch. zeong Z- style fist that you can fling off on of wires and just do a cool punch. Uh,
2: man, I need to play Super Robot Wars again. I would love to
1: play <laughs> one of those games one day. <laughs> just
2: remembering Mazinger and how much fun it is to just use rocket Fists all oh, the time.
1: Oh, that would be great. I, 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 I see Mazinger kits show up every once in a while, and I'm just like,
2: oh, it looks so pretty. Yeah, I I really want the cross of OLED SD? One day, one day. One day. Uh,
1: as they kind of go in for one final punch, the energy is so great that the castle, like, explodes and breaks apart. And we get this weird... I thought this was Baker pulling some kind of fast one to try and, like, cheat yeah. out a win. I
2: mean, she... But- She kind of is. I think she's like, oh, if I give them enough time, because the star build strike probably still has a slight advantage if they're both armless. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the Vulcan gun's in the head.
1: Right. Yeah, true. Because Nils doesn't have that. Because, yeah, Baker says, technical difficulties, one single, 60
0: seconds to fix your gun and we're gonna start over again. Um, Uh, Oh, I just remembered. I wanted to shout out this, uh, this, like, little mascot for, uh, uh, Yajima. That's like uh, whenever Caroline Brown's on screen. Sorry, not Caroline Brown. I got. Uh, I meant Caroline Yajima. I think uh-huh. Caroline Brown's like some canceled VTuber or something. Uh, <laughs>
1: oh no, Nils Nilsson's girlfriend has been canceled.
0: <laughs> um.
1: No, Dan. I think I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to find. I like, uh, there was like a little. There was like a little thingy, behind her. Yeah, there was like I, I a little,
0: almost moving. Unicorn sort of guy. Uh you can see it on timestamp 1750. Okay. Uh or 1749. Yeah, it, it's it it's it's a little
1: moomin-y, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. This should be a gunpla. I'd like this to be a gunpla.
2: Master grade moomin gunpla.
1: Oh. Get on Mo- it, Bandai. <laughs> moomin uh-huh. grade. <laughs> uh that's just the SD uh
2: Master Grade that was recently announced. That yeah, true.
1: True, yeah. You get that uh, what is it, Freedom? I don't really like Freedom that much, but SD Mastergrade is pretty cool to me. Give me like a give me like an MGSD uh fucking uh F ninety one. I don't know. Do something.
2: I've actually noticed it's probably inspired by the recent SD Gundam games with the higher definition. It's like Yeah. Oh, shit.
1: You can put yeah, you can put a lot of greebles on those little guys. Uh so the boys are working on repairing their kits. We see Nils. He's like, he's shaking with anger. How dare they hurt his astray. Uh, and they make it on the battlefield and say it like counts down and say like slams his gunpla. Like as the time hits zero, uh, the star build like flies into the arena. Uh, and everyone's like, what the hell? Why did you take so long to repair it? Um, he had a minute. He had one minute to attach an arm and then just cover that arm in as much gorilla glue as he could possibly find. You call is- yourself a master builder using Gorilla Glue? Ugh. It, it It doesn't... Like, it just says glue. It doesn't say any kind of, like, specific material, which is just like... I- I don't know. I mean, I guess yeah. You you would use glue in some cases in in gun if you're like attaching plow plate or something like that. But we see it and like you know because N- Nils goes to hit them with the particle fagin again, and it's they're kind of fine. I guess key can't flow through glue because we just see a close up of the build strike's arm and it's just frozen like in a punching form as its entire arm is encased in like globs of hardened glue. This is so silly. Now <laughs> well, that's another an arm busted mm-hmm. he, yeah, he gave it that gorilla grip that, that's uh, so true we get that RG gorilla knuckle uh, and again it's just another slugfest until Reiji dodges Nils' final attack at the last second and then build knuckle uppercuts and just the astray shield shatters and explodes and like everyone's amazed we see a shot of Baker and her jaw is like dropped as she watches this match because she just can't like she can't put the you know she can't keep the boys down. We see Isla who's like really sad because she realizes that like oh if she wins her next match she's gonna have to fight the boys here. Um, and Nils is he he walks up and he holds his gunpla up to the boys and he's like next time I'm gonna win. And they all kind of give him you know they 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 juff, they're like hey I thought you didn't care about Gundams and like my notes just say you like gunpla don't you Squidward?
0: Yeah. Uh, you like gunpla don't you? Uh, yeah. And then, like Caroline Yashima meets with him again.
1: Yeah, uh, it's uh, cute. It's nice. It's like N- N- Nils just says, "I was so caught up in solving the mystery that I didn't realize that I do like gunpla." And then Caroline does the Ojo Sama laugh when she says she's his girlfriend again. <laughs> you gotta okay, have an Ojo Sama
0: character. It's it's a good it's a good archetype. Uh, uh, good episode I though. Think that, yeah, I,
1: think I that's like a- it. I really like the Sengoku Estray, one of the first kits I ever, ever did build. I mean, a, a, swords are cool. And when you have two swords and four arms, that's even cooler. Got to give it up. Uh, and that will bring us to the next episode, which is episode 20. Isla's Betrayal. Ooh. Ooh. Now that Isla has made it far in the tournament, Yosef flies in with his grandson to watch the match and tell Isla that she needs to win no matter what. She's being forced to fight despite her feeling troubled since she will have to fight Saiyan Ragey next round, and her past is leveraged against her in order for her to get the job done. Her opponent is Fellini who fights well throughout the battle thanks to Isla's poor performance as she is distracted about fighting the boys. When her Handler fully activates the Embody system which somehow allows her to up her battle output, she is taken over by the machine and brutally defeats Fellini who nearly pulls a hero Yui and attempts to self-destruct his Gundam but is stopped by Kirara. Reichi sees this display of brutality and upon realizing that the girl he knew as Aina is actually Isla, gets enraged at her. This one is kind of a kind of a darker one.
0: Yeah, things are getting heavy in these in this episode and the next one. Uh, I'm glad we got the Gundam trope of like
1: troubled new type, as it were. Uh-huh.
2: We're getting
0: into
1: the dark backstory in this
2: show about toys fighting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's really funny that how for the most part this show is very lighthearted, and then we just get this drama bomb. Uh, and and five episodes before the finale too (laughs) uh uh-huh
1: it just it just shows up uh but yeah i mean this is very much it's like it's the this is it's the four Murasame, the l people you know all of the kind of cool new types who seem you know mysterious and cool at first and they realize they're all fucked up and they get nearly taken over by the machine and i really wish that car would stop revving its engine outside my goodness uh so the kind of before we get the opening uh we see the p p s e factory, and they're getting a call from Alan who says to send them a five uh he says he'll make a final adjustment, even though it isn't really finished testing yet uh although incomplete, it's the strongest gun plot in history, <laughs> okay, <laughs> what does that mean Alan uh And we get this shot of, like, a hangar in space, Gunpla space, uh, and it opens, and, like, it's, you can tell it's kind of, it's, it's Exia-shaped. It has that sporty double O look about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I really like that this thing is stored in the hangar, like, as a Gunpla in, like, I guess a Plavsky particle field. But again, what, what the hell does the strongest Gunpla in history mean? This is, he's like, he's showing up and no one's ever tried to, like, do the tournament with a resin kit before. And everyone's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's, it's so sharp and angular and detailed and doesn't move right.
2: And just the, and also in this hanger little stand, just like one of those 1 to 144 hanger stands that are so flashy, but it costs like $15.
1: Oh, I, I would love that 144 Argama stand, but also I would have to spend... X amount of money on a 144 Argama stand, which would be a lot. But then I could have my little my my Hyakshiki my Zeta taking off together because they're buddies. So it's hard to say if it'd be good or not. Um, because what else they've had? I, they did a stand for I think like the ship from Seed. Um, I what you know what Yuri? Have you have you seen G Witch yet? No, I'm still waiting to get my polyculture together for that. Okay, they, it's not a spoiler or anything, but the the Gundams get sent out in, like, basically just big boxes uh, when they get transported to the battlefield. I want, like, a 144 scale uh, Ad Stella Gundam box. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it just opens, it opens <laughs> up like, like a bureau or a wardrobe, and the Gundam's just there hanging out.
2: I mean, it's not like they need any more, re- any more like,
1: incentive to buy g witch kits, because those things are selling out. Yeah, oh, and they announced, like, six more yesterday, too. The train don't stop. Uh, so we get the opening, uh, and we see Isla, and I think the dude's name is Nine. Uh, Nine Barthus is her handler. I have, like, already forgotten his name, but Isla and Nine are meeting Yosef, uh, the leader of Nemesis, uh, at, at, like, the kind of airport. And he's there with his grandson, and he's just saying, hey, you gotta win no matter what, and... It turns out he's basically doing this just to make his grandson happy because his grandson liked Gunpla Battles. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's just very, very mean to everyone else and poor Isla is just kind of like at the receiving end of all of it.
0: Yeah, he's just going to give his grandson uh, a trophy for victory. Uh, uh, the championship I'm gonna give you the trophy that Isla wins.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and, and Nines just says, hey, we know he's a very important sponsor. Just to humor him. Uh you have to do this for Nemesis. I always I I forgot that her organization is called Nemesis. That's very funny in Gunpla. Oh that's that's great. <laughs> this is my this is my fun hobby uh battle for fun organization kill death. Uh
0: this is she's got the Nemesis system. Uh next time she fights uh she's going to have like she's going to have like a fun comment about how you killed her and
1: uh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just I, I, I love the Revenger, and she's gonna, she's gonna have a Cockney accent, isn't she? Those games are pretty fun. Um, so uh, we we cut to Mashita who's like losing his shit, seeing that the boys are in the semis, and he's like trying to find Baker and ask for help, and Baker's like hiding under a desk, trying to avoid Mashita Uh huh. That's cute. <laughs> I like. I like. They're, they're like Team Rocket, basically, like malicious yet incompetent. It's cute. Let's see. Hmm. So we cut to the boys, they're they're in the room together uh, Nils, now that Nils has been defeated he can hang out with like a normal boy with everyone else Yeah uh, He's teaching Reiji how to do meditation breathing because he's like trying to help him f- f- unlock his memories to see if he remembers the Plavsky particles and Reiji just falls asleep doing this because of w- w- what else would have happened here Yeah, um, he's a sleepy uh, boy He's neepy, let him sleep He's been doing uh-huh. a lot of fighting lately
0: uh, so he decides that uh, after learning about Sayori's, like, dad, mm-hmm. uh, he decides he'll uh, do uh, another, he'll, he'll try to unlock his memories through the power of hypnosis. <laughs>
1: this is so silly. Yeah, like, he mentions his dad helped develop, like, he was around when Plowski particles were being developed, and Nils was like, that means you were three years old. And, like, we, we got a family guy cut away to Say's dad, who's just like... Been crying inside uh, Iori models, like, w- crying for his wife eating instant noodles.
2: He's a wife
1: guy. He's a wife guy. I, When my wife is gone, I also just cry on the couch eating instant noodles and wait for her to get back. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, but, yeah, Nils is, like, trying to hypnotize Say so he can remember something. If he, you know, was there when he was three. Remembering remember right. you, um. yeah, he
2: remembers something, all right.
1: He remembers... You remember 43-somethings. Uh, uh-huh. This is when Mao comes in crying about Misaki. And, like, at this point, Mao doesn't even elaborate on, like, why he's crying over Misaki. It's, he's just like, Misaki-chan. And, like, every time he shows up, it's just him being sad that he got rejected again. <laughs> Poor kid. Uh-huh. I mean, it's... It, it, You're a little strong, now? A little, a little bit, Mao. You gotta tone it down. Uh, We see Fellini, who's like... The room next to them or under them or something. And just, like, hears them stomping around as he's, like, trying to get ready for his match.
2: Yeah, it turns out, say, is actually just reciting lines from Amuro Ray from Ritual Mobile Suit Gundam. It's uh-huh. so fucking funny. Including reacting to the bright slap twice. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I... I what is I, going you,
0: on, say? You
1: clock oh. it when he's like, even my father never hit me. <laughs> and every, all the boys are just kind of staring in awe at... Say knowing all of this and I think Mouse says he's up to episode 9 now <laughs>
0: like oh, he's, so all he's talking like, about <laughs> Matilda He salutes Matilda In his sleep it's so fucking great uh, I, What I'm Wondering is uh, uh, Did did did, did Say's dad make him watch Mobile Suit Gundam at age 3 And what effect Has this had on his psyche besides- Oh my god
1: yeah He's he's one of those dads who is like, my kid's gonna learn how to play games on an original N sixty four with ocarina of time. It's his mm-hmm. dad just like the only thing he was ever allowed to watch was Gundam shows as a kid. And then, he, and like then he looks at Victory Gundam and his dad's like, uh no, not until you're older. Not until <laughs> uh-huh. we don't talk about that. You're too young, say. Uh we we see a cute little cutaway of China who's being interviewed by Kirara and she's all nervous and you know, Rinko's in the crowd beat red because China's like accidentally embarrassing Say, talking about how he spends all his time in class uh working on Gunpla instead of learning. <laughs> it's <laughs> silly. Uh, uh Kirara she's, she sees uh, Fellini riding to the match and like looks away as as he goes and um we we get to match four, uh the final of the best four. Uh this is like who's gonna see to see who's gonna woo This is to see who's going to be in the semis. Um, It's a snow field. The match is taking place in. uh, We see the wing Fenice still riding that fucking little unicycle.
0: This Uh, thing is so choice. I love uh that. I love
1: that you can buy this as a real thing for the wing Fenice. He
0: faces off against... uh, uh, He faces off against Isla. And as it turns out, her secret is she uses... Uh, clear funnels, transparent ones, which mean that they're around, but you can't really see them.
1: Yeah, I... The show hasn't really talked about it as of now. It's just, like, she's deploying funnels that you can't see, but only now is Fellini like, oh, they're just made of transparent plastic. (laughs) Which is just, like, that's so fucking... That is so funny. That's so good. I love it. Like, makes no sense, because, like, yeah, no, you, you... Whatever, let's say it's a Plavsky thing. But again, the idea of just like clear equipment that you can't see that can still fire at you is very, very, it's deeply fun to me. Uh. Finally, us 90s kids that love the translucent products are justified. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, I want I want funnels made out of the little transparent purple Game Boy. Uh-huh. It's like, just cut apart a plastic shell of that and make it a weapon, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Fellini, he like kicks up a bunch of snow and like the funnels fly through and he's able to kind of pinpoint them As they fly through and destroy them with the beam, uh, the buster rifle. And like Isla's, she's fighting, but she's still, she's really out of it. She's not really giving it her all. Uh, Fellini kind of like cuts apart one of her wing binders. And after uh, all of her normal funnels were deployed, she, I'm sorry, after her transparent funnels are deployed, she deploys her normal funnels. Uh, They're all stored in the tail, like the regular Cublet. But there's just like so many more of them. I think even the wiki says that like the Cublet Papillon can store like five times as many funnels as a regular Cubelay because they just kind of, like, recess into it somehow. makes no sense, but whatever. It can have, like, 100 funnels going out. Why not? Sure. <sighs> um, we, he's, and he, he Fellini's doing fine. He's, like, shooting all the funnels down. He's, like, you know, doing some ace piloting shit. Uh, This is when we kind of see the computer that Nine is working on, like, you know, a, as Isla's battle assistant. And we see this thing called Embody Numbers. Uh, We don't know what this is yet. All we know is that the chairman Yosef is like, hey, my grandson wants to win, switch to full embodied output. I don't care if it hurts Isla, I'll just use someone else next time. What could this possibly mean? Huh. It's probably not good that he says that Isla is like disposable and expendable and is going uh-huh. to like use the machine that the machine that hurts pilots to make them better.
0: Yeah, he uses a thing called the embody system. Uh And he basically turns it up, and the way I interpret it at the time of watching is she enters a state of like hyper reality. Uh,
1: It it applies fisheye lens filter to it. Yeah,
0: yeah. She becomes that one that one uh, uh, famous uh, screen grab of Shinji uh, with his. Yeah, basically that's what I was thinking of.
1: Um, Um, But. Yeah, it, it 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 kind of fucks her up. The handler doesn't care either. He just, like, blasts that Embody number up. He's like, win and you'll be released. Um, what this does is it makes, like, the little yellow bits on her armor glow. And it makes the pink uh, markings on the Cublet Papillon glow. And it just makes her go complete sicko mode in combat, essentially.
0: Uh-huh. Just like, completely tears up uh, Fenice. Uh, and, like, tears off his arms, his wings, uh, just slicing right through those with her lance. Uh, and then- <laughs> not, not
1: a cutting weapon, mind you. Uh-huh. A little overkill. Just a uh, little overkill. Just, just a little bit overkill. Yeah. Uh, like, we see the boys are running late to the match because Say had to recite all f- 43 episodes of Gundam before he could wake up. <laughs> um. <laughs> But they, they make it into the stadium to see Fellini, you know, be utterly defeated by the Cubelé Papillon. And, like, Kirara calls him saying that he needs to give up. He's being defeated uh, too handily. And he allows himself to get impaled on the lance. And he, like, pulls himself closer to the Kublai. And I got so excited here because I'm like, he's going to do the Hero Yui thing from Wing. And uh. he says, I'm going to invite you to my self-destruction show. This is the final curtain call for the Italian dandy. I wish he did it. I wish he fucking exploded the Wing Gundam like Wing Gundam do.
0: Uh-huh, but... Uh, and kills Akira... to the
1: ground like Hiro.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, just
1: calls him a coward.
0: Yeah, don't fucking blow up your entire Gunpla. I assume that's what this would have done. Just decimated I mean, it, it. Theoretically, yes, but... Whenever Hero does
1: blow up his Gundam in Wing, it just kind of, like, pops the head off and scuffs up the rest of the body. That's kind of it. It's a very stupid system of self-destruction in that entire show, and, like, everyone tries to do it at some point. It never really works. But it is dramatic. That's the important thing. Yeah, oh, it's it, yeah. makes make the body glow and just this insane explosion. It's like, oh, as the, as the dust clears, I'm standing perfectly fine on the pavement. Uh, but yeah she's like hey you're fighting to win if you lose today you gotta win tomorrow with your Fenice I think she just
2: is calling him to not rage quit like a sore loser
1: right I mean that's the thing she literally just told him to give up but he's like I'm gonna blow myself up and she's like that's not a cool way to give up and Felini's like you're right I'm too cool to blow up like this Uh, so he concedes but Isla doesn't and she continues to still fight and just like starts just fucking stabbing the crumpled body of the wing finiche with the lance um and then the beginning gundam shows up out of nowhere uh-huh. it, like flies into the field and like tries to stop isla and then she just instantly cuts it into pieces uh with some some cool special technique uh and, and then we see the credits and then after the credits uh we see isla like her and body numbers drop and she like passes out and reji runs over pissed as hell and he sees, and like, her helmet, there's like a crack in the eye. And she can see Isla, he, he can see Isla's face. And he's like, Ina, what are you doing here? And he's, well, he's not very happy, let's say. He's not terribly pleased at this.
0: Yeah, he, he, he basically declares revenge. Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna,
1: I'm gonna kick your ass in Gunpla for this. This is a crime that cannot be forgiven. Crimes against Gunpla. It's a crime, it's, it's, it's Gunpla war crime. I'm gonna
2: call Say's dad on
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> After he takes seat of the Gundam Hague. Uh, and that is the episode, which brings us to 21. 21. Amid <coughs> the
2: glittering particles. After Say, Reggie, Mao, and Nils discuss Isla's covert operations and her last match, we have a flashback to Ila's past. She was an orphan that had the ability to see the plastic particles in Gumball Flights and as a result was taken to the Planet Institute by, uh, Varthes, to turn her into the ultimate Gumball Battler using the Embody system. We then cut to Reggie, who is stress-eating, as he tends to do, when Fellini comes by and they briefly talk about the match, and Fellini starts to taunt Reggie about trying to find a reason to hate Isla in order to battle her and lamenting how he came to a draw against a stock kid. And then we cut away before Reggie gives him the classic deck-to-the-jaw. Uh, everyone gathers for the, semif- uh, the semifinals, I believe. Yes. And Reggie tells Say that after all that emotional conflict he's been having, he's just not going to think, so he's going to leave that to say instead. During the match with the Jubilee, the ability system starts to fail before Barthes once again ramps it up. However, before the Jubilee can finish off the star build strike in one final swoop against Isla's will, there is an amber light glowing brightly through the entire stadium, where even the chairman brings out a stone as it also glows, as he refers to it as Alarista. Reggie and Isla have sort of a new style type talk. she reveals like not wanting to return to her orphan lifestyle before not wanting to fight and in this touchy emotional moment reggie just fucks it up by saying that even though he's in the same boat he's not going to reggie's still going to win this fight which causes isla to snap out of her emotional turmoil throw the helmet off and decks the star built strife in the gunplay battle then outside of it floors barthes who's trying to Figure out what's going on, and then with the other the old guy, he uh she tells him to shove it, and she tells his grandson that if he wants a blood trophy, he's gonna have to earn it. She then goes back to Reggie and fights the Starbuild Strike her way. And then the climax, the Starbuild Strike still etches out its victory, earning its
1: way to the finals. Yay! What an episode. What an episode. What a wild arc. And it kind of just like, it, it kind of brings Isla's arc to a close in like an episode and a half, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it starts out, you know, Reiji is still mad at Isla. He's like, I don't care who you are or why you're a fire. I'll never forgive you. I swear on the royal house of Arian." And Mashita's like, fuck shit, he knows, he remembers his full name, or he remembers who he is and, and Masha knows that Reiji's full name is Arya Von Reiji Asana okay, you know uh yeah, sure, <laughs> I guess Masha would know this is not Reiji uh And I I think we get the opening here and and afterwards. The gang are all, they're all talking about Isla and they're talking about how cruelly she fights and Nils wonders if her suit has a special system in it, like the berserker system in G Gundam. And we see, we see the Nobel Gundam and we see Alan be like pissed as hell on the background. And then they say, oh, wait, that's illegal, isn't it? That's illegal. They wouldn't do a system that can't be detected that boosts your pilot's performance in a gunpla battle, would they? Um, (laughs) Special tool that will help us later. Uh, Reiji says the reason doesn't matter uh, Isla's a despicable fighter who doesn't respect her opponent and Say's sei- like do you really believe that? and Reiji says fuck you, I'm to fight or China's like you know Reiji's probably the most mad out of all of us because he was you know he's getting kind of close with Isla and sure he's mad that he- she's kind of like betraying everything and the whole thing was lies she's always been a Gunpla fighter she just lied about being this terrifying cyber new type about it So
2: the skills she had with her SD Gundam were actual skills, not just beginner's luck. How dare she?
1: whoa, how dare she? Uh, We see Isla, she's on a table in her kind of like F1, uh, (laughs) the trailer. Uh, The machine's like checking her vitals and she's kind of, she's subconsciously refusing to gunpla battle because of Reiji. Uh, And this is when we get Isla's whole flashback. Uh, She was a kid in, I guess, like Sweden or somewhere. Uh, And she's always been able to, correctly guess the winner of any Gunpla Battle she watches she, uh, because she can feel the glittering stuff surrounding the suits. I want to point out that
2: the first match she's predicting has the G-Cannon Magna, which is a fucking cool variation of the Gun Cannon.
1: Yeah. Uh, Magna. I, G- I, I Cannon, that. maybe. I G- G- a- Cannon, G-Cannon. Whoa. Okay, that's what it was. I saw this and I was like, what the hell kind of Gun Cannon is this? This is this is one of those F-91 uh, silhouette formula Ninety one. This thing's cool This is just it's, like a jacked up gun cannon
2: It's so rad and there Really isn't any gun plug that maybe A 1992 release
1: why Oh Yuria did you See the gun cannon uh they just Revealed like the gun cannon version From Doan's Island as a high grade Uh Like I I thought like
2: They weren't going to do that because the gun cannon Looks similar to the recent Revive but hell no, th- a-
1: This one looks this one looks so good it was revealed like yesterday i think um okay let's see holy shit that's a real thing, Yeah. Huh? Hmm. oh and that means this is technically an origin kit too oh
2: yeah so it's gonna be like a
1: really very quality build and i like the different the different barrels you can put up top and the little antenna it has and oh it's so nice looking oh shit yeah i'm looking I really at like that two-tone red on it too or I think it's two tone red. Now I'd just be shadows, but Yeah, I was kind of an,
2: I was kind of annoyed at like how Origin was doing the gun cannons dirty. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, at least the manga is covering the original, so
1: Yeah. Not but anymore. Like, not with this kit though.
2: Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Yes. I'm gonna uh, have to get this. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Isla's talking that she can see the, the the glittering particles surrounding the suit. She could basically sense Plavsky particles. Uh, and and we get the uh, we get the lore on what embody is. It basically links Isla's subconscious and lets her see the future with Plavsky particles. Like she can see the movement of them before they move. Um and and uh, Barthas asks the scientist if this is against the rules. And the scientist is like, well, no one else can use it, so she can't get caught doing it. So it's fine. <laughs> it's like, well, this doesn't mean it's not against the rules, chief, but all right. Uh, eh, we see Reiji. He's eating a hot dog in the park. Uh, he's pissed as hell. And Fellini comes up to him that he knows he's in a bad mood. And basically, Fellini's like, I, I know you're in a bad mood here. Let's have a fist fight so you can get your emotions out a little bit. Not a terribly you know, great advice, Mr. <laughs> Fellini.
2: You know, like, the way it cuts out, you think that it's going to be a little reversal and Reggie's charge is going to be instantly reversed. No, he just instantly decks again.
1: Yeah, and, like, we do see Reggie get scuffed up a little bit, which I was kind of surprised. I thought it was just going to be a one and done. Reggie, like, slugs Fellini. He's like, oh, my, my, my mind is clear now. Uh, but when we when when he punches him uh, we kind of fade another flashback of Isla she's like angry in bed because she kind of being kept in some facility and she's just being tested day in day out you know uh, and, and her handler is like well if you don't want to work with us we can just kick you back on the streets if you don't cooperate and this is again perfectly dark backstory for this show about plastic robots fighting uh-huh uh- poor, poor Isla yeah uh-huh. that's, that's
2: expensive how are you going to afford that without you know I know Okay, it's Um, not actually that expensive. Like, they've actually done a pretty good job of trying to not gouge prices and stuff.
1: You know, yeah, I was talking about that earlier. Uh Uh-huh. Lego. Uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. If Bandai is like, we've been... (laughs) You assholes have had it too good for too long. We're raising the price on everything. (laughs) Be very sad. Welcome to our Um, four-digit perfect grade. uh... (laughs) Uh, We, uh... We, 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 we see her training, uh, and, sh- and funny enough, the q she's in, she's been with that for a while because she started out in a Q-Blade mass production type from the end of Double Zeta, which is really cool. Uh, we, we see her in that, that cool gray q with a weird, funky-looking head. Um, she says that the suit makes her head numb, and she thinks gunpole battle's ridiculous. She just wants a normal life. Uh, and she's kind of, like, thinking, oh, I want a normal life
0: with Ragey. Uh, and Ray-G. he's still mad. Uh-huh. Yeah. She, like, wakes up from, like, a dream she was having.
1: Uh, yeah, like, she like, pants to Reiji's face, and as he turns around, he's, like, fucking mad, and scares her, and she wakes up. Uh, and Barthas just says some fucking, he says some diavolo shit about only the results matter. Uh, uh and This yeah, is his business. You just have to win. Nothing else matters.
0: She's basically just doing this to promote, I don't know, brands. Uh, it's it. It's all. Yeah. What the hell brand is she even promoting? I, I like.
1: I, I, what does Nemesis stand to gain from this tournament?
0: I, I don't, don't know what they it. make. I guess like gunplay accessories or something.
1: They, they make cool Tron helmets.
2: They make uh guide videos that are heavily advertised. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: they, with our partner Raid Shadow Legends,
2: <laughs> you well, can
1: no. learn how to Gunpla better. Uh. uh so, Masha just freaking out. Uh, he's like worrying about the next match, and he asks Baker if uh, the boys are going to lose to Isla. And Baker says, "Oh, of course they're going to lose. She's the undefeated champ. It's not like they haven't been winning all their important matches all the time, right?" Uh, and as uh, we we see Isla and Barth is walking down the hall to the match. Uh, China sees she, she meets with them in the hall, and she kind of hands uh, she hands some good luck charm to Isla, saying, "Hey, good luck." And her hander's like. Take it. You just wear it so you can please your fans. Again, it's the brand. This is this Gunpla match sponsored by Coca-Cola. Drink up. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> um, did you see that they now they have the new G Fuel Gundam out?
1: Yeah, it's it was <laughs> we We're talking about it at work. Uh it has G-field this uh Gundam? unique shaker bottle, like a very tall shaker bottle with like Gundam art on it. And the flavor is MS Melon, but it's spelled in like fucking Leet speak to look like a mobile suit uh uh-huh. like cereal number. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's like a- Romane Melon flavor, which I think is sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like was
2: posted another
1: channel, someone was like, Oh, that actually sounds really good. Yeah. I I I mean, G Fuel does good flavors. I really, really like their Elden Ring Crimson Tears flavor. It's some, um, uh, uh uh what is it? Fucking pr- uh, prickly pear.
2: Yeah, it's good. I I hate how much I actually like the uh, Wumpa fruit they did.
1: Oh, it (laughs) was, what what, would that, is that like a peach orange kind of flavor?
2: It's a peach
1: apple kind of mix. Okay. Not so bad. Surprisingly works. Yeah. So, okay. Story time. (laughs) My coworker, Uh um, we were having a conversation about some of the most vile things you could drink. And Pilk came up, which is Pepsi and milk. Uh, and we had that and like, it's bad, but it's not as bad as you'd expect. But he apparently ordered the Naruto Miso Ramen flavored G Fuel because he wanted like, uh-huh. he, did it, he did it as the joke. You get like a unique shaker bottle with it. Cool. And we, he poured the Naruto Miso Ramen G Fuel in the shaker and we all tried it. And I think that might have been the most vile thing I have ever tasted in my nearly 30 years on this planet. Mm. Cold like, cold miso broth. Cold miso ramen. Cold caffeinated miso ramen uh. is Oh my god. Like, I I was like, I'm going to puke right now. It was truly one of the most evil things I've ever had the displeasure of tasting in my days. I don't know. I mean, I know why they did it, because it's a funny it's a funny goof. And I think the sage mode flavor people say is good too. It's like a kind of a tropical orange, but like look, kids, listen up. Don't order the miso ramen-flavored G-Fuel. It's not funny, even as a bit. It's not worth it. (laughs) There's enough joke rules out there. Yeah, just, I don't know, eat a worm or something. It's better than that. (laughs) So, the battle's imminent. Raiji tells Say that he's not gonna think, he's just gonna fight, and Sei's like, oh, cool. Right on, buddy. Uh, so they launch, and the battle's in a forest, which isn't, doesn't really seem like a kind of climactic battle arena. Just some woodlands. Yeah. It's I like, mean, we had the giant
2: castle with the astray. We had the snowy mountains with the, jubilee versus the wing. Mm-hmm. Should have been like
1: a volcano or something.
0: I think, uh, I mean, it does look kind of cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like again, they're flying through the trees and stuff, but it,
1: yeah, it's, it's very much like, I don't want to have a final climactic battle against my rival in like Viridian forest.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, huh. uh, so, uh, a key part of their strategy is, uh, uh, they fire, like, little head guns, uh, and out of it come, uh, little, uh, aerosol sp- spray paint, uh, yes, just like- this is
1: so funny!
0: Just little paintballs, uh, that, uh, coat all of the, uh, in transparent funnels and let them blow them up.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, it works. Yeah, it's like it's it's again, it's Splatoon. He, he fires the Vulcans. All the Invincible Funnel gets marked. He blows them up. So, um, and, and Isla predicts this, and and as he blows it up, like she goes in to impair the, impale the Star Build, uh, and like she at the last minute she sees Ragey in the suit and kind of like d- diverts and doesn't land dead on. Uh, and, and her handler's like, all right, you know what? Fuck this, actually, and like cranks up the Embodied to full right away. Um, uh-huh. she goes sicko mode. She starts destroying the Starbuild's equipment once again, and they're back to having just like part of the backpack and that's it. No gun, no shield. Uh-huh. Um, she goes to like impale it in the head with the lance and Reiji grabs the end of it and stops it. And it kind of turns into like a fist fight and, you know, Reiji can't hit Isla because the embody she's dodging everything. Starbuild's arm. Once again, gets punched. I feel like I should have been keeping a tally when this series started about how many arms that they would lose. Um, it gets punched off. Isla fires the regular funnels. She keeps fighting back against the Embody, though. Like, she's very clearly, like, not wanting to fight. Um... And
0: then we get a... the We get a cool rock. Yeah, so, this whole time she's been wearing, like, a little necklace and it's got the little ball on it. You know, the ball that's uh, important to uh, <laughs> the Magic other marble. world. Yeah, Rishi's special marge- marble uh, the one that say had, uh, the one that Reiji has on his bracelet. And as it turns out, uh, the one Chairman Mashita has in his pocket watch. Yeah, uh,
1: he's had one, the, he's had a cool marble the whole time, too.
0: Uh, it, the whole, like, arena gets bathed in a golden light. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, it's just, uh, it's just Reiji and, uh... Uh, isla and like isla is just just agonizing over how painful this is uh mm. both physically and emotionally and uh she's in the si- soup uh-huh uh Besides we're finally getting new type shit kind of kind of yeah kinda. yeah
1: uh, uh she reiji kind of realizes that like oh she's not fighting willingly she doesn't really have anyone. She only fights to survive this. Sh- so she won't be alone. <laughs> and she's Re- like, oh, you can just live whenever, wherever you want. Just like me. Come crash at say's house. After all of this, love, come live with us.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Not a thing that you should be able to offer uh, Reiji, but sure, I guess. Uh, and, and, and as he offers this, uh, Isla thinks all of Reiji's cool moments and how much, I guess she loves him. Uh, he's always so foolishly serious. And, and this allows Isla to, like, you know, when she goes back to reality, the embodied drops to zero, um, and Reiji asks her why she hid her identity. Uh, and she just says, I was worried that if I beat you, we'd stop hanging out. And Reiji was like, <laughs> as if you'd beat me. Uh, and this is when, like, they just start kind of, like, flirting, arguing, like, you know, baka, baka, baka. Uh, and everyone in the crowd is just kind of like, eyes popped out mouth agape that like this serious fight is now them just like calling each other's names like cavorting around a forest together it's they're being it's a so uh rock' em, sock em robots at this point
0: yeah they've... yeah it's like metabots uh they've just become some like normal children uh yeah
1: they are like 15 I guess they're just they're chilling now uh, this part's so great because Isla now that she's like normal and has her confidence back she's telling absolutely everyone to just completely fuck off like Barthas comes into kind of her battle zone and she shoves him out by the face and the president is like what are you doing and she's like fuck you and the little kid she's like hey kid if you want a trophy you win it yourself I'm doing this uh, and she's <laughs> and it, like
2: the kid even responds
1: yes ma'am yeah it's so good it's yeah, so
0: it, choice yeah like <laughs> Uh, Reiji tells Say to turn on the G-Armor and he's freaking out too
1: yeah oh. and like they, they land in this beautiful field of flowers and uh, Isla she tries to predict where the, the, the build knuckle is going to come from with the particles and she's like I can't dodge it and then Reiji fucking punches the cubelet in half
2: uh-huh. it's
1: really cool
2: Hell I know yeah. people were starting to get a little sick of like the
1: build knuckle but uh, this, uh, yeah. this yeah they they're finding cool new ways to do a very nice punch punch a sword apart punch a beam apart punch a robot in half i'm into it this is good i'm liking this i want them to do like a build knuckle double axe handle like vegeta does in dragon ball Mm -hmm. just like bonk something on the head so hard the head like plummets through it like a cartoon (coughs) Uh uh-huh uh and yeah isla's defeated and she's like i'm not special at all i'm just a regular gunpla fan uh, and and we get like the post credit scene of of Say thanking China for giving Isla his cool rock, and you know Reiji and Isla they're like drinking uh, juice from the vending machine, and they're all happy. They're never better. And Isla's like, "You better keep my uh, you better keep your promise to me to have me stay at Say's house." And like China uh, does the fucking Gendo Akari glasses turning white, and her head turns all red because another another girl is living at Say's house. And then we hear Mao crying over Masaki because he has to. He has to have his little moment here too. Uh huh. Uh, that's it for this week. That's good. Now we're gonna have Isla hanging out with everyone. Now. Mm-hmm. I but like four this. Four more episodes. Four f- four more episodes. Holy moly! Uh, next week is gonna be a little bit jumbo, spicier, bigger than before because we'll do all four of those as we kind of bring the series to a close. And the week after that will be the final Bill Fighters episode because we're gonna be doing the wrap up. Which means I gotta get that mailbag open soon, and I gotta uh-huh. download like all the images for the tear maker. Right. Oh, well, I'll do that. I'll do that after I watch the last episode. We got time. Yeah. It's the holidays. We'll, we probably won't be on a regular schedule for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Maybe by then I'll have the my build strike real Grades like backpack built. Ooh, ooh, nice. I have had that. That was like my first real grade. I still haven't built the fucking backpack. Oh. I mean, it's true. To, it's 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 true to the show. Just say it got punched off by one of the hundred gunplay that punched it off in the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, before we take this one to those actual close, I have a beyond tune world for us. Yeah. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond. Toon. So this, I feel like this is happening a lot lately where I will look up an, a voice actor and I will see that the, their popularity number on uh, behind the voice is one single digit and I'm realizing, Oh, this person's fucking gigantic. And I don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> we're talking about Ayla Yurki-Ainan's voice actor, Saori Hayama, who is number two popular on, uh, behind the <laughs> So we got a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, she was born May 29th, 1991 in Tokyo. Uh, she attended a voice acting training junior high school, and she also has a singing career so she can do it all. Uh, her very first role in 2007 uh, was an anime called Toka Geton as Momoka Kawakabe. And from there, she's been in all of the Bakuman series as Miho Azuki. She was in Gundam Age early on in her career as Yurin Lucille. Uh, she's Senko in the Marvel vs. Capcom games. She is Yotsugi Ononoki in Nisei Monogatari. She's Sachi in Sword Art Online, which I think I almost remember that character from, like, the one season of Sword Art. I watched before I realized the show's actually, like, Fucking garbage. <laughs> God, I don't know why I spent time watching Sword Art. Um, she's in Initial D as Mika Uehara. She's in Fairy Tale as Kagura Mikazuchi Obviously, in 2013 Gundam Build Fighter, she was Aila Yukiainen. Uh, she was Suruko in 2013's Anohana. Starting in 2013 and com- g- going to modern day, in all of the Trails of Cold Steel games, she is Emma Milstein. Who's, I guess, like the main character of that, I think. Or maybe that's Estelle. Estelle's the main one. Yeah. Okay. But Emma shows up in a lot of them. She's a lot of Emmas, I've noticed. Uh, we'll get to more Emmas later on. But in 2014's Noragami, she was Suyu. In Your Lie in April, she was Emmy Igawa. In One Punch Man, she's Fubuki. She's the she's the sassy lost child. Wait, no. Is Fubuki the older sister? Hold on, shit. I think Tatsumaki I is the sassy lost child. Right, Fubuki is the older sister. Uh, she's Blizzard. She's not the sassy lost child. Never mind. <clears throat> Still. Uh, in Idol Master, she is Kaede Takagaki. Um, I'm saving this one for later, because this is like maybe the most important one. Uh, in Devil, Devil May Cry 4, 2015, she is Kirie. Uh, starting in 2015, in Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp FE, she is uh Shida. And she's Shida in, like, all of the other future Fire Emblem games, including Fire Emblem Heroes. And I want to say she's in the new one. She's in Engage as one of the Ring Fire Emblem people. Um, In 2015's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Eyes of Heaven, she is Daya Higashikata, um, who is a Part 8 character who, like, we're not going to see f- on in an anime for a long-ass time, but, like, she voiced her in that game for, like, the two voice lines she probably had. Um, well, the
2: manga did wrap up, so we will eventually see a part-of-anime. An that's
1: true, and Jojo Land starts next year. Holy moly, Iraqi, you gotta take a break. Uh, 2016 I mean, have, a... have you seen him? He is a real-life vampire. He doesn't age. That's true. He's a pillar, man. Uh... 2016 Silent Voice, she is Shoko Nishimiya. In 2016's Gundam the Origin, she is the one and only Lala Soon, the OG new type. Oh, uh, you know what? I remember that voice, yeah. But. Yeah. That that that's Isla. She, she's she's a, a beautiful swan. Uh, in 2017's show of Boruto, she is Boruto's dad's daughter, Himawari Uzumaki. <laughs> uh <laughs> In 2017, video game that I like, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. She is both fan, Lenore and Laura. In 2018's A Place Further Than the Universe, she is Yuzuki Shiraishi. Ooh. 2019, Demon Slayer. She voices my favorite Hashira, the insect Hashira, Shinobu Kocho. She's a cool butterfly girl, and I like her a lot. Uh, 2020's Jujutsu Kaisen, she is Sumiki Fushiguro. In the Demon Souls remake, she voices the Maiden in Black, uh... Coming at you with three Emmas, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. 2021, Skate the Infinity, she voices Emma. Uh, 2021, 8-6, she voices Anju Emma. And also 2021, Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy, she voices Emma. A big great. year for Emmas for her, I guess. Um, Let's see, in the k- remake of Uruse Yatsura, Shizoyuki. Oh, great. She, she voices Edge in Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Uh, is Etch the one with, like, the gr- black and green hair? Yeah, it sure is. Great. Uh, 2021, I mean, as of this year, since the anime has caught up to this point, she voices Yamato in One Piece. Uh-huh. I fucking, Yamato, they're a very cool character, Yamato is. Um, What people know her for the most is voicing your forger in Spy Family. Mm. She's, she's popular for that, but... The role that got me to pop off the most, in 2015, in one of the greatest video games ever made, the original Japanese dub of it,
0: Uh a little game
1: called Bloodborne. Oh. She's Lady Maria of the Astro Clock Tower and the doll.
0: (coughs) For a second, I thought you were going to say, like, Xenoblade Chronicles.
1: No, Uh. I mean, she was in Xenoblade 2, but, like, I I don't think they really reuse voice actors. Well, I guess they don't reuse voice actors between the other games, too. They're just all British. Uh Uh, But yeah, she's Lady Maria. She's the very... She has the cool sword and the blood and the flames. And she's the she's the pale doll. And she's very nice. And she says, good hunter. She's nice. I like her. That's Isla Yurkiainen. That is Saori Hayami. It's a Uh, big-ass list. Damn, I gotta find someone for the finale. I'm trying to think who I haven't done yet. I'll get there. But that's Beyond Toon World. I got a little little bit of a beefy one today. All right. Um, Nice and big. Nice and big. Uh... As we take it to the close, I believe it's time for Robot of the Week. Uh, I almost forgot. Now, Yuria, I believe you did it last week, right? Yep. And does that mean it's your turn, Dan? Yes. Yes. Dan, Dan, what's the Robot of the Week?
0: Well, seeing as how we're drawing closer and closer to the holidays, uh, I decided that my Robot of the Week would be uh metal gear mark II from snatcher uh so in the games you play as gillian seed he's a snatcher or er, he is a junker his jo- job is to hunt down snatchers which are like terminator robots uh, uh in, in his like detective efforts he has a partner uh who is literally a me- a little metal a little metal gear robot uh who uh it just like helps him out with like computer stuff. Aww, uh, this guy's so cute. Uh uh he the um Snatcher was developed uh be- after the first Metal Gear, but before uh uh before Metal Gear Solid. Uh mm-hmm. and uh the character the like character would go on to inspire uh uh Otacon's usage of a little Metal Gear robot in MGS four.
1: Yeah, I was uh, gonna say, this thing looks almost exactly like the little dude from from, from four. Yep. Mm-hmm. This thing is so cute. I love when robots have like little antenna that make it look like they have little hairs on their head. Uh-huh. Uh and he has like what is that like a
0: computer screen attached to him? Uh I I'm not sure. I think I'm looking at the various depictions, I think it might be like a little a little TV for like stuff. Oh it's so cute. I can watch I could
1: <laughs>
0: I can watch Gundam on this little guy.
1: <laughs> Uh huh. He's you know, so shaped. Probably, I like his little toes. Oh, this guy's so cute. That's probably what Otacon used Metal Gear Mark II for. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we can watch this Japanese anime. Aw, what a cutie! This guy. I love this guy. He's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you, Hideo Kojima. Thank you, Jeff Keeley.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> cool.
2: Uh, wow. Yeah, our last, our last snatcher reference was Metal Gear Solid 5 because you could get one of the tapes in. Uh,
1: that's right. I remember that one.
2: Actually no, that was an entire mission based on Snatcher, never mind. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. You play as Ryden and you hunt down like cyber robots, uh Snatchers. Uh Snatchers.
1: That was that was very strange.
0: I need to play uh, it someday.
1: Well, uh What a Hideo Kojima, what a strange individual. Oh well, Death Stranding 2 is a game that's gonna happen, so. Gotta finish the first one. Uh well, now I believe it's time for plugs. So Dan, where can we find you on the internet? You can
0: find me at a lot of places, and you can find all those places at biggerchallenge.card.co. That includes my other podcasts, which include Pod of Greed, a Yu Gi Oh podcast. Uh, we have a finished discussion of Yu Gi Oh GX, uh, and uh, in a few weeks, we will be starting our. Uh, we'll, we will be starting on the next Yu Gi Oh series, Yu Gi 5 Ds. Uh, you can listen to. The Sonic Shuffle, a Sonic podcast. Uh I need to like work out some like scheduling stuff, but uh uh we might be doing like a little Christmas episode where we talk about uh some comics that where's that involve Christmas plot lines. Ooh. Uh <laughs> you can listen to video games, the movie, the podcast, a video game movie review podcast I do with my friend Maxie. Uh I I need I We'll be editing and uploading soon, uh, our Warcraft episode, uh, and our next episode is going to be on, uh, the- what was it again? It was- oh, yes, we decided to go with Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within.
1: Oh, tremendous. Excellent. (laughs) Isn't fucking Alec Baldwin in that movie? I have no idea. I-
0: have a, a I have two physical copies of it one on DHS <laughs> one on DVD uh, I think the one of them is like marked as not for resale uh fucking Steve Buscemi's in that movie holy what shit. The fuck <laughs> what Tremendous. have I walked into? Thank uh, you Hironobu Sakaguchi. thank you so much. uh let's see uh, uh you can also visit my Twitter and Tumblr both bigger challenge uh co-host. Uh, co-host.org slash bigchallenges, uh, uh, at xbox underscore holiday, where usher celebrates holidays with xbox. Uh, happy new year, xbox. Uh, and happy
2: yeah. super lesbian animal RPG release date, xbox. Yeah, is today,
0: December 20th. Yeah, I'm going to be playing it immediately after we finish recording. Hell yeah. Uh, uh that's it for me. Cool. Yuria?
2: Hey, I'm Yuria at, on co-hosts, host Yuria on Twitter. Uh, six Feet Under has, as we're recording this, released the final Mouse Guard episode, the part uh, part two of the epilogue, and let's play our final episode? Well, who knows. <laughs> uh, oh, also thing I was going to talk about, I am back into writing a tabletop game that I started writing earlier this year. Uh Tentative name is Sheer Mech Attack. It is a hack of worldwide wrestling focusing on duels between giant mechs. And one of the styles that I chose was basically like Bill Fighters, the sports anime.
1: Yes. Yes, that's so fucking choice. Delightful. Hell yeah. Um, I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter, at MaxiBajillion, also on Tumblr, at Bajillion. You can listen, as Dan mentioned, to Pod of Greed. Uh, you can listen to Slappers Only Pod on Twitter and NVM the Trollocs on Twitter to listen to two of my other podcasts. I kind of forgot how to talk there for a second. Uh, this show can be found on Twitter at wow cool Podcast as well as NoiseSpace.xyz, which is a podcast network that many of our shows are on. Um, you can join our Discord. You can post your Gunpla. You can hang out. And I think that will take us to the close. So, what do we always say? Uh, Buy our toys. Wow, full
0: robot. Bye-bye. So- Bye.